0: Tuesdays with Tony is brought to you by MRY, a creative and tech agency. Every Tuesday, we chat about what those darn millennials have been doing on the internet, so you'll never have to ask Reddit what the kids are saying. From trends, hashtags, and memes to current events, we'll explore what they mean, how they make us feel, and sometimes just why. everyone. I'm excited to be back with an extra special episode of Tuesdays with me, Tony. Today we're honored to have Rashad Tabakawala, Chief Strategist of Publicist Group, here with us today. And we're also joined by Ian Chi, the Chief Strategy Officer here at MRY. So my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss are here with me. Um, Can you each tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves that we can't easily Google? Anyone start.
1: I was a Belgian citizen for many years. I did not know that. And I grew up in Hong Kong, um, and my parents messed up and didn't send me to the one British school that was right down the street, but sent me to the one American school that was an hour away, so therefore I have an American accent, and people think I grew up in Jersey.
0: Wow. I was wondering how that happened. Okay. And what about you, Rashad? And
2: as far as I'm concerned, I would have rather been a writer or a photographer, but I found myself in this business instead.
0: Wow. Does anyone know that about you?
2: Uh, not too many people, but now when they see me write and take photographs, they sometimes say I may have followed the wrong career. Now everyone knows.
0: <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Okay, nice. So it's time for the rundown. This is where I share what's trending amongst the youth on social media and technology. So you may have heard about the Dub Smash app that was popular earlier this year but there's a new musical app craze that might be taking over your newsfeed as we speak. It's called Acapella and it's currently the second most popular free app on the iTunes charts. So if you wanna look at your iTunes chart, it should be there. The app allows you to create multi-part harmonies or jam with different musical instruments, including your own voice, and you can piece together up to nine different video frames and it's almost like a mosaic. So you layer the sounds together and change the timing and create a song or a beat. And the app is all about making it easier for people to create something interesting without actually having to join an acapella group, which I hear Ian knows something about.
1: Actually, that should, that should have been my unknown <laughs> fact. I was, was a part of the Notes and Keys, I feel like I need to do a shout out now, Notes and Keys shout Acapella out. Group in Columbia. That was very long time ago. I'm going to find the that. footage. Like, that is You're never going to find it. It's in CD format. Do you have a CD player? I don't. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to track that down somehow. Um, yeah, so about this app, in a few instances, people are actually collaborating together. But for the most part, teens and young adults are kind of showing off their talent. You know, could be a little questionable um, by duplicating their own voice and creating something different with it. People are sharing their video clips to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and quite a few are taking off, actually, and becoming super popular and making their rounds on the internet. So I want to show you guys a few of my favorite examples. Um, One of them is a young girl. She's playing a flute rendition of Carol of the Bells.
1: Wow, a cappella has really gone. I mean, when I went to college, a <laughs> cappella was pretty much for all the nerdiest kids, including myself in school. And it's kind of amazing now that it's, it's you know, there's it's an It's gone app for, mainstream,
0: pitch perfect. It's yeah. kind of gone
1: mainstream, yeah.
0: Um, I have another example where people are using just their voice. Oh, I just want you for
2: my own. More than you I could ever.
0: Lastly, um others are just meant to be funny, like Hey
1: there! what's your name? Do
0: you go away? Wait, wait, wait,
1: guys. I think, I think that's her boyfriend. I oh. mean that, that looks pretty involved. Like unlike a vine that takes six seconds to make, that that'll that'll be like an hour and a half, two hours of your life.
0: Yeah, people are actually putting a lot of time into creating these montages or what have you. And the app seems to be trending because people are just generally amused and impressed by what Regular people are able to do with their own voice and simple technology. This app isn't very complicated. I'll show you guys after we wrap up. But, you know, people are, you know, kind of enthralled by piecing videos together and creating interesting sounds. Does it make sense? Yes. Cool. So now it's time for me to pass the mic. <coughs> I want to know what my guests think about this trend and then kind of dive into their backgrounds, especially um, Rashad's background with Poop Assist. So what do you guys think about the Acapella app and the way it's taken off so far?
2: I uh, haven't seen it before, but it's very, very interesting. And I think the reason it may have taken off is one is it's creative and it allows people to express their creativity. Second is because it links into social media it allows them to project themselves. But third, in a odd way, it requires a certain amount of talent, which a lot of the other stuff doesn't. So it actually (laughs) allows you to showcase talent versus just showcasing a few seconds of anything.
0: Right.
1: I mean, what's interesting to me about this is is kind of just the democratization of technology. I still remember, since I have some personal experience on this, like when I was in college, if I wanted to make an acapella-like um, soundtrack, I'd have to go down into Soho, rent a studio, pay $10,000, um, rent studio time, and save, you know, our, t- our group would have to scrounge around for money for months wow. and sell t-shirts and whatnot in order to make that happen. Um, and this would be like a two-month process, and we barely, you know, a group of 12 of us barely got it done. And today, on my cell phone, <laughs> I can just basically record this. I don't even need a bandmate. I, I need a dollar probably. Oh, this is free, right? It's free. I, I don't need it's free. any money. I can record it and stick it on the internet and have an audience and a distribution channel in a way that I never had before. So I mean, the, the, leaps, uh, the, the leaps that that represents to me and the fact that this is popular culture now, I wish this happened to myself. <laughs> I might've gotten one more date than the one that I got. Oh man,
0: yeah, man. The one date. You're before your time before my
1: time. <laughs> that's, that's what I'd like to believe. It's probably not true.
0: <laughs> Are you guys going to try the acapella app? Are you inspired? <laughs> I will.
2: I will. I don't know if I'll try it. I will show it to my daughters and watch what they try with it. Okay. I want to see the Rashad rendition.
0: So do I. We should right. We should actually collaborate.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so Rashad... Um, Can you tell me more about your background and your role as chief strategist of the global network that is Publicis? and you know What does that entail? What what keeps you up at night?
2: (laughs) Sure, so I'm the chief strategist of Publicis, which is a 78,000 person company Uh, Globally, I grew up in India. I worked in the group for 34 years done all lots of different things Um, And what my job entails is really three things one is How do we continue to remain relevant in changing times with our clients? Number two is how do we create the right um, structures and cultures to attract and retain the right talent? And third is what are some of the partnerships and alliances that we will need in order for us to win? Mm -hmm. And what keeps me up at night is the fact that as the world is changing, we may not be able to keep up with our clients, and as a result, we may become irrelevant.
0: So, on that point, um, what are ways you think brands can, you know, or we, that agencies and brands can remain relevant while still being authentic? Because as you see, tons of brands are kind of trying to hop on the latest trends and the latest apps that are out there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, I'm curious about your perspective on, you know, the best approach for that.
2: I think one of the most important things is to remember the word apt, which is, is it apt for the brand? Uh, One is, is it authentic, which is, does it ring true? Second is, does it serve a bigger purpose than selling more stuff? Mm -hmm. And the third is, is it transparent enough that someone can understand exactly what the brand is doing? Mm -hmm. And what is tending to happen is you need all those three. And if you're just authentic, but you have no broad purpose or transparent, it's just a trick. I mean, the, the pace of change in
1: the last five years has just accelerated. Moore's law dictates... That you know every what is it one and a half years the number of transistors on a, on a uh, doubles and, and that law based on hardware will ex- exponentially increase the way that we can react and interact with technology. So that's that pace kind of scares me because like what you know today if you if you uh, apply compounded interest over over five years it's just going to exponentially grow. So every time you think that something hasn't changed it's going to change a little bit more. And I think this, this app to me is like one, it's both interesting technologically because what it basically did is, is it took something that was relatively complex and it simplified it to a point that you can do it in your bedroom. I do know acapella and up until, I shouldn't admit this, up until like five years ago, I was still buying like Boca albums, best of college acapella albums. Oh, wow. Scary. I shouldn't admit that. Wait, um, is that
0: like now that's what I call music for yeah. acapella? <laughs> Oh my God. It, it is, it exists, it's a thing. <laughs> yep.
1: oh, um, wow. But like, you know, and then it, uh, what is that show? I forget the show, that- demo- Glee? The, no, no, oh. the TV show, the reality show. I don't know. That created the Pentatonix, or I think that's a group.
0: Oh right? yeah. And
1: then they started doing stuff like this, right? And they put it on YouTube and now it's become mass. It's just every year it goes, uh, it becomes a little bit more democratized. Um, and that's pretty amazing to me.
0: Totally.
1: And, and just through the lens of acapella, which is not something that people even thought about. Right. Which is kind of funny, too.
2: Exactly.
0: So, um, Rashad, I saw on the Internet um, that you were quoted as saying clients have not fallen behind their competition. They've fallen behind their consumers. And I think we touched on that um, a little bit in this conversation. But um, do you have anything to add to that or can you expound on, you know, what drove you to, to state that?
2: What has tended to basically happen is because people have changed, and this is everybody, and you know, we sometimes fixate just on millennials, but it's a new kind of mindset, that marketers um, and businesses don't really understand how empowered people have become. Uh, you know, a, a phone today has, a modern phone has more processing power than our good friends um, in a space shuttle. The first space shuttle had less processing power than in iPhone 6s. And, That's in our pocket. And so what happens is people are like David. Technology is like a slingshot. Companies are like Goliath. And Goliath still believes like they're Goliath, but the world order has changed. Mm
0: -hmm. Amazing. So kind of going back to a more light note, um, what are your favorite consumer or customer-led social or technology trends that you've seen recently? That goes for both of you.
2: For me, the biggest change and the most interesting thing globally is messaging platforms, um, and in uh, you know, a Facebook Messenger year, but WeChat and WhatsApp are the two really strong global platforms. WeChat, increasingly in China, which went from zero to eight hundred million users in less than two years, and WeChat and WhatsApp, but WeChat particularly is like a mashup of Facebook, Google Plus, Instagram, LinkedIn and everything together. Mm-hmm. And messaging, interestingly, is sort of the new social platform, and uh, it's what I'm watching.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, how, how we communicate is, I think, fundamental. Like, I can't even get my friends to call me anymore. Maybe they don't, <laughs> don't like me, that's that's a problem. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, but um, everybody wants to text, and everybody wants to send messages, and that's become the new norm. Um, and how's that gonna change humanity? How's that gonna change how we interact and how we Think because like Snapchat is now the new telephone because it's temporal. Um, there's the ability to only use it for the, the messaging messages are fleeting the same way that a s- telephone conversation is. And if there is that replacement and we lose that human contact, how does that change? So th- all those kind of little things in the way that we interact, and I think the understanding of that becomes much more important because a lot of pe- the way that people operate within our industry is understanding the technical macro trends. Oh, mobile went up. Touchscreen mm-hmm. technology is going up, but. I think what we're doing here, and I think the debate you raised, Tony, and how we talk about this is really around um, how this affects human qualities and how does it affect behavior and how does it affect attitudes. And I think understanding that, though is it's less focused on, is, is uh, to me 100 times more important because it's that un- emotional underbelly that drives humanity, not the technical differences. That's just an enabler.
0: Right. right. Yep, and it's enabling these amazing things like the Acapella app. Who knows what will be there tomorrow? Um, the world is changing very rapidly, and it's really interesting. So thank you guys so much for joining me today, Ian, Rashad. Um, where can people follow you and soak up all of this wisdom that you've imparted on us?
2: <laughs> so for me, it's at Rashad on Twitter.
0: Oh, that's nice and simple.
2: Yeah, that's it's pretty simple. And then... Uh, and then I have a blog which one can find if you just put in my name in uh, Google.
0: Nice.
1: My blog, which is much less <laughs> populated than Rashad's, is Iamche, I-A-M-C-H-E-E I, dot com. And my
0: Twitter handle, which I got years ago, which I don't understand, is C-H-E-E-I-N-Y. If you enjoyed this episode, please listen to the others at soundcloud.com slash mry dash agency to hear every episode. And if you, you know, enjoy the show, also leave us a rating um, on iTunes. If you search for Tuesdays with Tony, you can find that. And I said last time that I would give a shout out to anyone who did so. So thank you, Evan, David, Monica, Christine, Andrew, Winnie, Amelia, P. Sizzle, and my name is 1234 for leaving reviews so far. Thanks, guys. Thanks, (laughs) Tony.